Hell yeah! Guys, this is the Console Crusade Podcast. I'm already heated. We got Star Wars, we got Nintendo, two of my favorite slash least favorite things in the whole world. I'm Hugh Jolson, this is Nick Durheim. We talk about video games, but today it's going to be Game of Thrones. We're off the rails already! Yeah, doing a, a live podcast, just reading out EJ's tweets, apparently. <laughs> okay, listen, listen. I want to lead off with the Switch update that just dropped, just found out about it. I want to talk about it, and I'm going to lead with the tweet, Nick, because I'm mad about this. I said... Nintendo Live tweeted, Nintendo Switch system update 8.00 is now live. Great, two hours ago. I said, it's embarrassing, Nick, that they're on 8.0, and we've seen such inconsequential quality of life upgrades. 8.0. No folders, no themes, no messaging system for their paid online service. Fuck off, Nintendo. That's how I feel today. But I want to get into this. Do you know about 8.0? Have you seen what they did implement into 8.0? Uh, no, I just woke up like... An hour ago. Okay. So I haven't looked at all. But from what I understand, they just do the numbering system based on like the time of year. It's just like every four months or so, they make the number one one bigger. And it's just the same as every other normal update. It's not like they save the big updates for the numbered releases, you know? It's just silly, though, that like we've had that many updates in two years and like nothing's really changed. The new update does implement a couple of things outside of stability. The biggest one is that we actually have a way to sort our games now. We don't have folders, but we can sort by publisher, by time played, by name. Uh, and then uh, uh, there's an, uh, one other one, I, I think. But Like last played. Well, that's the default is like last played. Yeah, so it's it's nice that we can finally at least kind of sort. And people, people who buy digitally and they've got like 80 games. Like, how do you find anything? It's that's, a that's also like a first world problem. <laughs> right? Well, okay. We're doing a podcast about video games. Like... I think that's just, that can go unsaid. <laughs> Those who are listening yeah, yeah. to this. No, yeah, totally. There should be better uh, sort options. Definitely. And folders would be a huge boon, especially this late. But two years later, we, we finally have some sorting options. A sorting option. Okay. It also added a Zoom capability. So you can like turn Zoom on and like boot up a thing and like literally just zoom in on in games. Like I'm like, what's the point of that? I, I, it's accessibility. It seems weird to be getting it two years later. Like it's almost like that should have already been there, but also it's weird that you're putting it in. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm like just Nintendo. I don't know. It's just frustrating for me. You know, no messaging system. I'm paying their online service and I can't send a message to my friends list. Hey, Please understand you up. What is you doing? What your number is? I can't do that. I got to download an app, download another app. It's called texting. I also don't think I've ever used messaging on a 360 or a PS4. <laughs> well, you are an outlier, my friend. I think one time someone flamed me after a Call of Duty match or something, but that's about the extent of my interaction with that system. Dude, it's so funny when I went home and booted up Daniel's Switch and I go to his friend request and it's just like random people. He doesn't know how this whole thing works, so and I, I'm not going to show him. I don't want him accepting strangers' friend requests. Not that it matters because they can't contact it doesn't matter. him anyway. What are they going to do? It was funny because his name used to be Daniel. And my parents were like, oh, you can't use your real name. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, we know that, Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> Who is this boy? Parents are so funny. While your mom's downloading spyware on her computer on accident. Uh, God damn it. <laughs> parents, man. What the heck? 
What the? They just don't understand. Oh, oh. <laughs> anyway, all right. So Nintendo, what's up? Give us more. I am. I need something to complain about. Reggie retired today. I'm just a little saucy about everything today. Yeah. Well, orange folders. Folders are probably like the number one thing that would make Switch experience a little bit like definitely better. Definitely better. Some customization, some modularity. The 3DS had it. And the 3DS is a fucking awful brick. Yeah, I hated interacting with the, the 3DS at every turn. I didn't like the way they implemented their their folders. Well, the UI was just really wonky and bad and slow. Yeah. And that's what turned me off from it. Like the eShop, trying to navigate the eShop from the 3DS was a nightmare. It's like you had 30 different categories and they all had the same games in them. And there was like, there was no rhyme or reason to anything. So at least the eShop with like the, the Switch is like chronological release and you can just search by title. Because yeah. there's no way I'm going to find a game through the Switch itself. I already know about the game that I want because of a million other ways. You know, I listen to podcasts. I watch YouTube. I mean, you're going to find out about the games you actually are willing to check out. And then you can find the game on the eShop easily enough. The main concern I have is that the wish list doesn't let you know when sales are happening. Yes. That would be great. Yep. And also when you buy the game, they don't delete from your wish list. So it's like, I don't know if I have this game or not unless I actually go check and see if I bought it already because I'm an idiot and I buy things frivolously. It is pretty obnoxious, but the, the Switch eShop is more or less decent. The only thing that I really, really miss, and this is kind of a meme now, but I want some dope music. I, sometimes I'll spend half an hour plus browsing the eShop and just like reading things and saying, hey, what's on sale? Dude, I want I want some smooth jazz to keep me company. Again, I know it's a meme, but it's a real thing. You know? You spend half an hour or more browsing in just silence, sometimes punctuated by the click, click, click of your cursor moving. Come on. Didn't the 3DS also have uh, eShop music? I don't remember. It's handheld, so I rarely had the sound on. Yeah, you're weird like that. <laughs> uh, the Wii U did and it actually changed like it updated when uh, certain games came out and I think during like seasonal like sales and stuff like that very subtle but it was, it was all like Muzak you know like the weird soft cheesy jazz like elevated music but it was all like based on certain games like I think when um, Twilight Princess HD came out they had changed the eShop music stuff like that you know we're sitting here complaining about system updates last month or two months ago PlayStation rolled out a system update and it was a big numbered update so people thought something big's coming and they thought the big thing was, oh, finally changing PSN names. Nope, didn't happen. They really didn't do anything of uh, noteworthy. But of noteworthy? What the fuck is wrong with me, Nick? It wasn't of note and it wasn't noteworthy. The, I understand the, yeah, where I your just, mind went saying those words <laughs> in that order, but... I stroked out a little bit. Dude, I did smell oranges on the way to work this morning. Ooh, you know what they mean? What they, what they say about that? <laughs> what they mean, what they say, Nick. What they mean, what they say, is you smell orange, you have stroke. Oh, that's Why say I, many words when few words do trick? <laughs> nice. I love uh, when you make Office references, because you don't watch The Office, and so... But I've seen The Office. Well, yeah. I'm not like, I don't live under a rock. I've seen Seinfeld, I still don't like it, and I still couldn't quote it. I could maybe do, do a, a George Costanza impression, but I couldn't fucking, you know... No soup for you. I mean, that's all there is to it. It's, more, it's less an impression and more just of a... Like I'm, I'm, I'm invoking his spirit into What's my energy. That? What's up with that? Seinfeld is fucking awful. Listen, if you want to talk about things I fucking hate, Seinfeld is at the top of the list. Okay. If you want to talk about things I hate, Seinfeld is at the top of the list. Like it's just angry Jews. You know, that's the, that's the premise of the show. And they carried that on at Curb Your Enthusiasm where it's like Larry David getting himself into bad situations and playing that funny music. 
I've never seen Curb, but my brother talks about it like it's like the best show in the world. Curb's pretty hilarious. I just I don't know about Seinfeld, man. I, I never I never thought his stand up was any funny. I don't like he's such a he's just a dry he's like a piece of cardboard. It's just I don't I don't enjoy it. And Sarah's been watching Seinfeld, which is why this is like at the forefront of my my mind right now. They fall asleep to Kramer. I like Kramer a lot. I I really resonate with Kramer. Well, Kramer is the the least shitty person in the entire show. Everyone else is like selfish and conniving and just trying to trying to fuck everyone else over. But Kramer is just absurd and ridiculous, and he does fuck other people over sometimes. But it's never really his like intention. He's like trying to be a good person. He's a lovable buffoon. He's so weird. Yeah, like he's he's definitely a buffoon, but he's just so he has no idea how the world works. And it's so funny. Like it's no one knows what he does. Like, I remember there's an episode where he, like, starts working at, I think, George's company, but he doesn't get hired. He just starts going to work there. <laughs> and he's and he's just working there, but nobody's like, why are you here? Eventually, they're like, we have to let you go. <laughs> and he's like, what? but I never got hired. <laughs> they're like, what, what are you doing here, See, though? that's funny. That's it's funny. super funny. Kramer, dude. And that was like... That was like a C plot because Kramer is never the main focus of the show. Right. He's just sort of there doing his own weird shit. I just the whole shtick of like Seinfeld is just kind of like there and always just like, what's going on? Why are these people yeah. the way they are? Pure sitcom, dude. It's just each each episode is completely divorced from every other episode, which I think it works for a lot of shows. I think Always Sunny is sort of a spiritual successor to Seinfeld, but the people are just way shittier. And way more like alcoholic and dysfunctional. Where Seinfeld, they all had like jobs and they were all doing stuff. They were just like small and petty. Here's the thing though, is I like a show like Friends quite a bit. That show really grew on me. I like modern sitcoms like How I Met Your Mother. I really enjoy most of that show. Uh, I'm trying to think of what other like pure sitcoms. You know, in the, sort of Did you ever classic. like uh, King, of, King of Queens? No. Like that? that was always like milk toast and kind of like nice to have on. I always thought all the characters were just like really entertaining. And also I love Jerry Stiller. Like he's, he's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Always. yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was great as George's dad in Seinfeld. The, the sitcoms I watched like growing up, you know, is after like middle school, high school. I come home from school and like dude, Reba, dude, Reba still standing with Mark Addy and grounded for life with the three after school sitcoms that I would watch. What about, uh, was it just called the George Lopez show? Oh, or yeah. Was, what, that was the one on, with George Lopez. Was, oh, that <laughs> was on it like Nick oh. at Night. Yeah, I watched that. I watched that <laughs> for a bit. But but anyway, all that to say that I don't understand why Seinfeld never never resonated with me. I don't like the characters. There, there's not a lot of charisma there. Jerry Seinfeld's just awful. And yeah, I mean, that's kind of a bummer because people talk about it like it's like one of the best shows ever. And I just, it you know, doesn't sit with me. But... This isn't about Seinfeld. This isn't about television. It's about video games. So let's transition, Nick, to Game of Thrones. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. So Well-known video game, Game of Thrones. <laughs> okay. Really brief. Here's the thing, guys. Game of Thrones, this is spoiler talk. We're going to do seven minutes, Nick, on the new episode. Seven minutes. I'm going to time us. So from this point on, guys, skip ahead seven minutes in the podcast. I promise by that point, we will stop. But starting now, seven minutes, spoilers, go. All right, Nick, new episode. What'd you think? I don't know. It Kind of like how the first episode of season seven was just like, hey, remember, it's Game of Thrones. Let's get back into the swing of things. Let's start slow and then build up. And this had a lot of like slow build up, had a lot of 
hey, here's Arya and her three like reconnections with the the, char- the characters that she has interacted with and loves or hates the most. Like her seeing John was like that that hit me. That was good. That was a good bit. I really liked her interaction with uh, Gregor or Sandor, and then uh, her interaction with, bitch, with Gendry. You? Yeah, you're uh, a cold hearted yeah. bitch. Like <laughs> I thought that was all really good. It's weird how much they've tried to make Sansa into being like a competent character so quickly. Ugh. Like they they had this weird like sleight of hand thing last last uh, last season where it's her and Arya being tricked by Littlefinger, but no, they got him in the end. Like I thought that was really poorly conveyed, and they could have done that a lot better. And that this it's like they're making everyone else dumb to make her look smarter. Like they're making John seem like why is everyone not accepting this uh, Southern Queen? coming into the land. Why is Sansa the only one who understands? Why is Tyrion falling for Cersei's bullshit? Like that was all just really weird. How did Theon get on that boat? I mean, that's fine. They had her little head and that was fine. Him saving Yara. And now he's like heading off to Winterfell. I really liked how they ended the episode with Jamie. I thought the most hilarious moment in the entire episode was when that little kid started screaming that was like nailed to the wall. Oh, that was I busted awful. up. That was hilarious. Oh, it's that so unsettling. So I watched the episode again today after I got home from work <laughs> and I was sitting there eating and I, I, I even thought to myself, I'm going to fast forward that part. And I had a mouthful of noodle and I, I forgot to skip it. And it just, oh God, it's so unsettling. I hated it. You see his eyes open. Ooh. For me, it was just really cornball. I'm like, ah, I got you. Yeah, fair enough. So <laughs> this is really funny. Overall, couple things here, Nick. To your point about Sansa, she's been fucking awful since the very first episode of this entire show, 68 episodes ago, and she remains fucking awful. There was a brief period of time where you kind of finally sympathize with her, and you're like, okay, Ramsey's awful, okay? But then quickly she goes back to being a real fucking bitch, okay? And she's, again, she's another one of these caricatures of what a strong female character is, right? They... The showrunners, and this is goes to a greater concern of mine, uh, you know, as far as why I'm worried about the writing in the new season. And I've got a few points about that I want to bring up. But they're so worried about telling us she's badass that they don't show us ba- she's badass. Or she they show her she's badass, like you said, at the expense of other characters being and doing things that are out of character. This is awful. And she's caused now so so they take this first episode to set up all these inner conflict. I'm like, dude, literal zombies are about to freaking rain down upon you and you guys are like brand said like the script supervisor brand we don't have time for this the zombies are coming like thanks brand the only useful fucking thing you've done all fucking series is try to get everyone on board in this first episode here i really liked a couple of things i liked how they showing the scale of the armies coming into winterfell and and showing sort of the, the the townspeople awe and how that mirrors the first episode of the series with with baratheon and cersei coming and i i like that for a bit and I like some of the reunions, like you said, John and and Arya and and Gendry and even John and Bran. I thought was better than any of the other Bran reunions from last season. I mean, Bran's like I'm not a person; I'm a three eyed raven. So it's like I don't care what happens with him. I just want him to warg into the Night King or a dragon and do something cool. Finally, I'm fine with him being like the the weird guy that no one really understands, but everyone watching is like, please just listen to him because that adds like tension between what you know versus what the characters know. And that's like the point of watching a TV show. But his implementation last season was kind of like they leaned a little bit too hard into that. And even this episode was like Sam calling whatever brand is like all that kind of thing. It was like they kind of right. it was a little bit hammy. Agreed. But. Dude, Sam, I think his name's John Bradley. Great performance when he finds out the whole Jorah and, and, and uh, Danny come 
and said, hey, thanks for saving Jorah. And that was a really cool moment. And then it's like, she explains about how she murdered the dad and his brother Dickon and his performance was I great that was there. A little bit too, that was a little bit too lip quivery to, for me because he had not established any affection toward his family like at all. If anything, he should have expressed like concern about his sisters and his mom because that's the only thing he's really cared about with his family. Uh, he, they, sh- they showed that him and his brother had a good relationship and that his brother wished that his old man would lighten up on him and so there was a little bit there, but it was enough to be like, okay, his family got killed, and that's that's a big thing. And and but they didn't spend too much time with it. It was very brief. It was enough to now motivate Sam to be like, well, fuck Daenerys, John, you're the fucking king. Screw her. It was just brief enough. It got in, got out. It was a little emotional. And then we find out, of course, you know, Ned Stark saying, next time I see you, we'll talk about your mother. He finds out about his mom in front of the freaking statue in the crypts of Winterfell. Boom! Full circle. Like that. And when he asked Jon Snow, like, would you have done it? You know, what, you know, you gave up your crown to save the, your people. Would Daenerys do that? And it's like, I'm, I'm full on rooting for Sansa to die. I'm full on rooting for Daenerys to die. Um... I don't want Jon Snow to die, but I also, I don't know. I feel like it'd be weird if, if he did die because this whole thing is he's the reluctant king. He doesn't want this. He just wants to save his people and go home. And it would make sense that Daenerys dies. Or, I don't know. But so real quick, we have one minute left. Just really, really quick. The writing on the last season I had some issues with. I brought up on the last podcast. The next or, or this first episode has reaffirmed some of those issues. Tyrion, he's just making dick and ball jokes. His writing is completely trash. Um, yeah, since George bad. Martin quit writing him. My main concern is that they're just like like the dragon moment. They're riding the dragons. Like, what is this, a fucking Disney movie? Like, why do we have this big, ooh, magic, we're riding dragons. Like, okay, whatever. You had to establish that John can maybe ride the dragons. Okay, fine. But we spent basically a whole episode, 80% of the episode was characters just telling us things we already knew. You have six episodes to to wrap up 65 hours of television. Like, what are you doing? Well, we know that the White Walkers are now south of the wall and that they're setting up shop and they have a castle. So, yeah, I don't know. Something happened. Also, Cersei and uh, Euron. Yeah, that Golden happened. Company, and like Jamie arriving in Winterfell is a good like, okay, here's actually a thing that will move on to the next episode. So we're at seven minutes. If you just skip forward to skip spoilers, we're at seven minutes. We're going to go two more minutes because we got two more things to talk about. We're going to Game of Thrones. Two more minutes if you're trying to avoid spoilers. Two more minutes starting now. Okay. So the Night King is going to completely bypass Winterfell or he's going to send like a brigade to distract them. And then they're going to have this crazy battle. A bunch of people are going to die, but then they're going to be like, we did it. We vanquished the walkers. And the episode's going to end with like the actual army descending upon King's landing. And we're like, Oh fuck, here we go. He's going to kill the whole golden company, raise another, you know, 20,000 people in his army. And it's going to be like, now it gets real. Like, right. That's what's going to happen. Right. Well, I don't see how tensions get more when there's just more people like the true tension raising as like the stakes raising for the the night king's army was him getting a dragon like that was really the one thing if anything he might just go solo on king's landing with a dragon and have his army fuck up winterfell and just keep marching south i guess a lot of that the questions we have are like what's the night king's like why would he because right now if you look at the map he's like a natural disaster there's nothing interesting about him being a villain like cersei is a more like a more interesting villain based on that. Of course. She's a person and she has like intense. But but that's the thing is people think we're going to learn more about the Night King's intent. Like there's a connection between him and the Starks. There's a reason he's trying to do this. It's not just some evil demon guy. We have to hear him talk before that can happen. Well, yeah, I, I don't think we're going to hear him talk. I'll be shocked. But so they come through Eastwatch 
Okay, that's on the east side of the map, right above Last Hearth, where the Umbers are, where the boy was nailed to the wall. Winterfell is all the way to the west, and King's Landing is kind of in the middle to the south. So, like, and what about the Iery? What's going on up there? Well, I don't think it matters anymore. Littlefinger's dead, and and Lady Aaron's dead, and all those people came down to fight with. It'll happen in the books, but not in the show. Yeah. So anyway, I just That's don't understand. <laughs> I just don't get why the Night King is making his fucking way over to Winterfell. Like, wouldn't he just? Bypass. I mean, that's way out of his way. He's going to King's Landing, supposedly, unless there's a connection with the Starks, and that's what he wants. So, I don't know. This episode had a, a lot of interesting things, but it was too short, and um, it was frustrating knowing that, like, okay, they ended this without really diving into anything, and they only have five episodes left. I think all the episodes have confirmed to be longer than this episode, though. I think this might be the shortest episode. The next season. one is the same length, and then you have it? okay, and you have eighty-two minutes, eighty. 82, then like 78, and then two that are under, and two more under an hour, if, if I recall. No, the last two are like 90. No. The last two are longer. No. The longest one is is the third episode at 82 minutes. And that includes the, the intro the and the f- 10, 12 plus minute behind the scenes and all that shit at the end. No, it doesn't. 100% because it does. I just watched it today no, and I looked. EJ, I saw the breakdown and it said that this episode, the first episode is 54 minutes, but when I opened up HBO... It said 105 or it said an hour, five minutes. So that was including the intro and the talking about it afterwards. So I pause it right the moment. Okay. We're done talking about spoilers right at the end of the episode. Okay. When the two characters lock eyes, I pause it and I was at like 47 minutes and that was with the intro. And then that was the end of the episode. Boom. 47 minutes. And I was like, that is bullshit. I was so heated because last night when we watched it, it said the same thing. So I'm wondering what the hour five was listing on my HBO because I didn't I didn't check the the time during I just watched the thing and let it run until I started getting ads for some crap I don't want to watch. Oh no! So we have fifty four minutes, fifty eight minutes, eighty two, seventy eight, and then two eighties. Okay. okay, so I just didn't see the third one being that long. Okay, okay. so they they've got some time. They've got some time, but if I had to speculate, I would say episode three is going to be a knockout drag out battle episode similar to battle of the bastards and the uh, the wagon train episode from last season yeah people are speculating that's the battle of winterfell it's all going down there i'm stopping my timer we're done talking about spoilers we're a video game podcast we're talking about game of thrones that's okay i like it we you know hopefully those of you listening have watched game of thrones and if you haven't it's only like the most popular show in the world or, or something you know well, I hadn't watched it until you know three weeks ago i binged the whole thing and here i am like yeah. obsessed with it now like a yeah, crazy person. You gonna read the books now? I have uh I have the the paperbacks. Yeah, I um I actually did buy the first one a while ago and Sarah was watching it and I was like, Oh yeah, I want to read the books first. And then I realized Oh, the books aren't finished and you know, we kinda talked about this, but I just don't want to invest into something that isn't complete and that you know, I'm enjoying the show for what it is right now and you know, I'll look to the rest in the future. It's tough, man. It's tough. There's a lot of loose ends in the books that you're just like, Man, I really hope I get to read what happens soon because I'm sure you know this from reading your wikis and crap, but like the, the series, the book series, one of the plot points that I'm like, this is so much different than the the TV show is I think, um, the onion Knight gets sent off to find Rickon. Okay. And it's implied that he's in the, um, what they call it, the Isle of the gods or something. He's in the middle of the lake by Harrenhal that has like a, an Island on it hmm. where it's like, or it's either that or, Somewhere there's like rumored to have unicorns, but people are like in universe because like there's basilisks in the in this in the TV show and in the books, but they're not really bas. They're like little tiny poisonous lizards. 
and they have something called lizard lions. They're just alligators. So people are saying, oh, unicorns are just rhinos. Uh, okay. So it's like on some like mythical island with like hairy rhinos and crap. Very interesting. I don't know. There's a lot but of weird stuff. Everyone's also talking about Rickon because his dog is named Shaggy, that he's a shaggy dog story, which is like an old trope of telling a joke that has no point and like no end. And it's just a really long joke. And the whole point is just to like string along your viewers and your listeners. So George Martin's doing a fucking bit. Yeah, he's just doing a long, long bit. And the, you know, the bit's going to end with him dying and not completing the series. And it's going to be a huge gotcha. Well, I, that's what I really like about uh, Game of Thrones personally is that not all the characters have like a purpose. It's written like a history is written where like these things happened and it's relevant to the story, but not each character is like plot relevant, quote unquote. Right. And that makes it feel more fleshed out, more real, more like world building. Sure. Yeah, I told you. As opposed to everyone's a good guy. This guy's a bad guy, you know? Right. Um, I was watching like YouTube breakdowns of of some of the history books they've released. You would really like the Dunkin' Egg series, honestly. What is that? It's a like a history of um, this character named Sir Duncan the Tall. He's like this legendary knight that was like a kind of an idiot, but he was homie with like one of the Targaryens and it's the history of like the Blackfire Rebellion, which is like the bastard sons of the Targaryens. And this one bad king was like, oh, I'm going to legitimize all my bastards. And it became like this huge like war. It was the Blackfire Rebellion. And then later there was the like Nine Penny Kings or something like that. People were calling like the the pretenders to the throne, all that kind of thing. You know, it's all just like world building and the lineages and the histories of these houses and all this kind of stuff. But it's right. really cool. You get to see, because you see the Three-Eyed Raven uh, teaching Bran. And that is a character from the Blackfire Rebellion who became the Three-Eyed Raven. Mm. Uh, his name was Brendan Rivers. He was a bastard son of the one of the old kings. And his name was Blood Raven. And he had like, he was just a, a historical badass. Like he, he was a warg and he was like one of the king's like spies. So he was basically like Varys, but a Varys was a warg and had like a flock of ravens that he could follow and like look through the eyes of. That's so gnarly. everyone was like talking about Blood Raven and like hushed tones like, oh, Blood Raven, hundred eyes in one. Like he can see everything. He knows what we're talking about. Like he knows where we are right now. Like all this kind of shit. That's Super crazy, badass. Dude. Hella tight. But he's not even like one of. The, he's like he appears and he's talked about, but he's not like the character of the story. It's like right. Duncan Egg. It's it's Aegon, one of the Aegons. You know, is Aegon the Unlikely, who was a brother to Aemon, who was the the old guy from. He's like the old maester at the yeah, okay. at the wall. So like when Aemon dies, he's talking about Egg. We used to be young. Like that kind of thing. That's what he's talking about. So it's like 100 years ago, this this kid, Aegon, who was like 13th in line, but everyone in his family just gets get fucking knocked out, you know? Yeah. And then he becomes king eventually. And he was like grandfather to um, Mad King Ares. Gotcha. It, it's interesting the way that George Martin does all that. So one day, one day, I'll, I'll likely dive into it, you know, but I just, I need the series to be finished. You know, at this point, and I don't. I wish no ill intent upon the man, but at this point, for the sake of the story, which is secondary to a man's life, but for the sake of the story, the best thing to happen would would be to have George Martin die and have his successor, the two people who do all of his all the you know random lore stuff now on the periphery, have them finish the series. Otherwise, you know, it's never going to happen. The best thing would be for him to stop doing weird tours and writing other books and just finish off this series, but. I mean, he's beholden it to his own desires, really. It's like, oh, yeah. The yeah, fans sure. are not, we're not uh, entitled to the end of the story. Right. But it's also like really shitty that he's 
putting it off indefinitely. Right. <laughs> it's been so goddamn long. Well, now he'll have some time to do it now that the show's over and he'll be done with the fame and glory. But we should actually talk video games, Nick, before we actually, you know, we drive away our few listeners and wrap this thing up. So actual video games. Have you been playing anything new since last time we talked? I know we had kind of caught up after not having chatted for a while. Well, kind of. Because I was playing something last time we talked, but we just didn't get around to it. Uh, it's like an early access game that Andrew convinced me to buy. That's a mini golf game called Golf It. You know, it's just some like, there's more than one mini golf game on PC. But I picked it up and there's a lot of Steam Workshop support. Like a lot of people have made courses. So we're, there's so many goddamn weird courses. Like I played a course that was um, 18 holes of the entire like Harry Potter story. Like you huh. start off your your first hole is uh, putting across this lake, and you hear like a haggard voice line, and like you see a haggard model from like some old like PS2 game or something, and then you you put it up, and then the second hole is like there's trolls in the bathrooms, and you have to like you're putting in this bathroom, and there's like a troll, and the the point is to drop a like a toilet on his head or huh. something, and here Wingardium Leviosa. <laughs> what know, is it? Like, what's the game called? It's so corny. It's called Golf It with an exclamation point, but it is, uh, it's just dude, mini golf games are so much fun. I haven't played one since the old days of, uh, playing on PC and probably picked up some 3d mini golf or whatever for five bucks at office depot or whatever. And this just brings back good vibes of that. And it's a lot of fun. You can play with like up to 16 people on a whole, I think. So it's just been a nice, like literal golf game where you're playing a game and chatting with your friends to like, three in the morning or whatever interesting yeah that looks pretty goofy it's super goofy it's super like cheap feeling but it, it's not like broken jank it's like it's like the good jank where shit happens you're like what happened and like it's funny and it's a good time low stakes kind of environment you know right uh, i have not been playing anything since last time we talked literally nothing my week blew by with work and then uh you're a busy boy more work this weekend what did i do Besides uh, binge Game of Thrones. <laughs> well, yeah, a lot of Game of Thrones. Uh, my buddy Brandon came down this weekend. The old Brandon came down and we watched Marvel movies. He played a lot of games. I didn't, I just didn't, uh, I just didn't. It's been, it's like, we've talked about this before, but when I'm really, really busy, games are almost like a burden. It's a real chore. It'll be like, all right, I'm going to sit down and do this thing now. It's not, a, a, it's not, not a leisurely activity, but it's not a, I'm shutting my brain off thing because I've been on nonstop. And so right, like video games for me, I, I will really pick up during times of extended leisure. Like, you know, when I'm at the beach or when I'm, you know, uh, on my Christmas break, I played a shit ton of games and it was like, oh, this is great. But I, I really have to be in a big chunk of, of time off to really invest in games anymore. And that kind of sucks. I wish some people it's like, that's how they unwind. And I, I wish I could be like that because there's so many games I want to play. It's just really hard for me to stay, keep my brain on after, you know, like I said, being on as long as I have to be. So, yeah, it's hard to fully um, find relaxation if you're constantly engaged with work and then you start engaging with a, a game. You don't want to have that association of like the stress you get from work and then right. putting that onto the game. You know, yeah. So that's understandable. I get that. I'm trying to think. I don't have any time off, like a, a good chunk of time off until like August. That's the, I guess that's the life of uh, a working man, you know, but you know, oh well. No rest for the wicked. I've got some time off for some musical projects, but that's like, 
all right, get off of work at five o'clock, jet up to Portland, practice, and then it's in the studio, you know, eight in the morning, and you're up, you know, just a wall of sound in your face all day. Yeah, you pay good money for that, so that's a that's an obligation above gaming. <laughs> right, right. That's not really those aren't really days off, despite you know being a vacation away from work. They're they're not days off. So yeah. Oh well. Oh well. Such is life. But dude, I gotta give another shout out here to our buddy Cody who hit us with some art last night, and this is we're gonna we're gonna break our streak of not having posted on social media to get some of these out there on on Twitter and Facebook, but you can find us. On Facebook, Console Crusade, Twitter, Console underscore Crusade. Cody, who did our new logo. I don't know if y'all, you know, subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, et cetera, et cetera. Our new logo, a couple caricatures of our beautiful faces. Well, Nick's beautiful face. Uh, I look like a lizard with a cigarette in my mouth, but I'm okay with it. Uh, he did that, which was a great, great piece. He sent us some tunes, some really fun little caricatures of us, and really... It's it's so funny to me because I haven't seen Cody in what eight fucking years. You know what I mean? Like we've we've interacted on the internet. Um, I imagine you haven't really sp- spent too much time with them since the band, which was years and years ago. Yeah, at least like five or six years. And just listening to the podcast, which he you know he says he's a he's a regular listener. How well he captured our personalities in these little these little tunes. It's fucked up. It's really fucked up. It's like, it's so perfect, dude. It's like, I mean, we'll post a couple of them, some of the, the scenarios he put, he put out, you know, one of them, it's like me just, I'm looking angry and like bitching about Star Wars and you're just like covering your face in the background. Like, oh no. And there's one where we're in front of our logo, right? And I'm jumping angrily with throwing my switch in the air and you're just sitting there face buried in your switch looking all adorable and I'm like that is so accurate but the one that just got me that really got me is where you're sitting there and you're looking you got your hand up and your eyes closed and you look very scholarly you say we're bound to get our hopes dashed and our hearts broken but you know what that's the dangerous game we play by loving a thing and I'm all wide eyed I'm like my god and I'm like I remember that moment that's great <laughs> or the I need more energy from you and you're just you're just screaming at the top of your lungs <laughs> Oh, right, right, that one. I need some energy! Let's go! Dude, that's pretty funny. Hey, that bit <laughs> Hey, that bit was not for not, okay? Not for not. So anyway, I saw these and I, I really uh, had a giggle. Cody, you're the fucking man. Yeah, dude, thank you so much. They're really awesome. I wish we had uh, a better way to like show them off to everybody. But at the same time, we only have like so many listeners, so it's like really just stroking our ego at this point. It really is. Well... I, I can't wait to, I'm going to share this on our social media and then I'm going to do something I haven't done in a good while, which is blast this on my personal Facebook and be like, Hey, I do a podcast. Y'all should listen to it. You guys all listen to podcasts. I know that. So check this out. Here's some adorable art. That's going to, going to reel you in, you know, let's imagine these little cute cartoons talking instead of our ugly mugs. Well, you know, it's, it's funny is I'm going to, blast that out and then the first episode they're going to come to is like episode one well that would be terrible oh my god start with the newest (laughs) episode do not go backwards although i don't feel bad about the quality of our earlier podcast nick because it's like we're getting our bearings quality is the content we're we're just we don't know what we're doing yeah that's what we do now but we really dialed it in we've really honed this down to a science and for better or for worse we could totally be awful who knows but at least this is our thing, and we've fallen yeah, into the groove. We're podcasting gods. That's yeah. just the Whoa. truth. 
If that were true, I could quit my job and do this full time. But I mean, you could. You would just be homeless. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> I would sell my microphone for a can of dog food. Some Alpo from the corner market. <laughs> yeah. Alpo. Is that a dog joke? Is that a brand? Is that a brand, Nick? I think so, isn't it? I have no idea. I've never had a dog. Google it. Alpo. <laughs> Alpo. So It's like the generic dog chat, isn't it? Alpo. Dog food. Some right. schmackaroonie. All right. Last thing that is actually gaming related we're, we're going to talk about. Okay, guys? All right. Star Wars Episode Nine. Star Wars. The well, Rise of Skywalker. I don't listen. I don't want to fucking stop it. Stop it. I don't want to talk about the trailer. I don't want to talk about my distaste for the franchise and the things that Kathleen Kennedy ha- has has enabled. All right. I don't I don't need to go there. That's a whole podcast on its own because I could dive into it. I could break it down for you and what a fucking disaster this has turned out to be. I will say, episode nine trailer, if that had been the first trailer they dropped four years ago, I would have lost my fucking mind. It would have been awesome. Yeah, starting off with the not Leia's theme they swelled up into. I can't remember now. Or is it Luke's theme? I can't remember. I can't remember. But it's cool because, yeah, Ray flips over a, a TIE fighter. Big speeder, TIE feeder speeder, TIE fighter speeder. TIE feeder feeder. And you see some battles and then you see some emotional things and Luke is talking and then it ends with the, you see the ruins Broken of the Death, Death Star, Star and then Palpatine's life. I'm like, that would have been such a sick way to start the franchise. Holy shit. Yeah. Instead of two movies in, now you're getting Palpatine again, apparently. Now we're getting one movie that's going to try and fix all the bullshit of the two movies. Anyway, Star Wars sucks. not fix, just explain. Yeah, I don't know. Star Wars is trash. But EA may be redeeming themselves. We got a game coming. We finally got a story trailer for uh, Jedi Fallen Empire. Really wasn't much better than the Episode Nine trailer, all things considered. Like, I remember, what was it, not last year, but two years ago, when they had the uh, trailer for Last Jedi... And then the trailer for Battlefront 2. The Battlefront 2 trailer was awesome. That was a great trailer. Yeah. And the Last Jedi trailer was like, no, whatever. And I remember commenting that on this podcast. And now it's not quite the same. Like this this trailer was really, it's really weird for a respawn game. Like who have gameplay as like their, their forefront. Like Titanfall and Titanfall 2 wouldn't be good games unless it felt right to play them. And they spent so goddamn long because I watched the panel. I watched it live. I don't think you did. I think no. you just tuned in later and just watched the trailer. Yeah. But they spent so much time talking about, trust me, guys, this gameplay is awesome. You're going to love the gameplay. And what do they show? Not a single goddamn second of gameplay. They just show this weird uh, Joker teen. Right. You know, being all angsty and narrating badly over it. And it's like, okay, this is great. But like, Show us the fucking gameplay. Like, it's a video game. What, what are we doing? You can't just talk about it. Show me, don't tell me. Uh, well, that's the thing. is This is marketing, okay? And I don't felt like that marketed well. Well, no, it's not marketed at you. It's not marketed at the informed consumer. It's marketed at the people who are like, are pissed off that we have had next to no Star Wars games and no good ones. And so they want to be like... Is, this one doesn't have microtransactions. Like, you can't right. make us be happy that there's no microtransactions when... The baseline has shifted so far past that. I mean, they, not like, us, not you and I, but as a whole, yeah, they have to come out and be like, this is a story game. It's a single player game. This is just... EJ, stop being me right now and let me be you and be angry that this was a bad trailer and they talked poorly about the game. I, so I didn't see them talk about the game at all. I only saw the trailer. Trailer, in my eyes, was fine. Cool. Jedi Purge, this is kind of going to be the Force Unleashed, uh, I imagine, in, in, in gameplay and style. 
fine. Jedi Purge, like I said, that's great. We get to see this guy undercover running from some... We already some, knew that. That was already part of the press release. Yeah, that's all fine. And the, tra- the trailer was fine. I don't, I'm not stoked on the guy they chose to play the, the main character. Uh, not stoked at all. The one cool thing was the, the Special Inquisitor, or whatever they, they call that character, who's like pursuing him. You see at the end of the trailer, like perched on the ship that they're trying to escape on. And she has like force abilities because she's using her force abilities to like take control of the throttle. And like that's what's causing the ship to like start spinning out. Right. And like the glass breaking right there. That was like really cool. That was like a really menacing moment. That was like Kylo Ren in preview trailers for uh, Force Awakens. When we thought Kylo Ren was going to be cool. And instead he turned out to be really interesting. Was he that interesting? In the cadre of star wars villains he's probably one of the more interesting ones fair enough he's what anakin should have been like he's a step below palpatine and a step above vader above vader vader didn't have pathos until the final scene like the final movie <laughs> yeah but the, the thing that made vader face cool turned. <laughs> was was just the like unprecedented terror that this guy instilled he was just this looming badass and that was the role he had i guess to- if you watch the movie when you're like five years old he's terrifying but if you watch it now he's just like some dork who tells bad dad jokes and chokes out his coworkers. <laughs> some dork. No one's ever called Darth Vader a dork before. Dude, he's literally shaped like a penis. Okay. Uh, oh shit! Thanks, Kathleen Kennedy, for ruining my favorite things. Thanks, Nick Durheim, for helping her. But yeah, I mean, the story trailer basically goes through like the first, I'm guessing, hour of the of the gameplay or the game where the story is like, oh, you're you're a Jedi. You survived Order 66. Now you're like working undercover. You're working as like a salvager, tearing apart these like broken down Star Destroyers and all this crap. And your homie f- suffers a great fall and you reveal yourself to be a Jedi by force grabbing him and saving his life. And that robot staring at him, you know, that's like clearly blew his cover. But we don't know like what the game is. We don't know. Is it like open world? Are, are we interacting with the environment in interesting ways? Is this going to be Uncharted but with like a lightsaber? Is this going to be Ugh. God of War combat? Is this going to be Assassin's Creed combat? Is this going to be Dark Souls combat? Is this going to be Devil May Cry combat? We don't know what the fuck the combat is. They just said, oh, it's good. Sure. I believe you. <laughs> the director is um, the guy who directed uh, God of War 3. Uh, three. So like he has credentials and like history and like making games and stuff but like that doesn't really mean what like this game is going to do and what it's going to be like to play. I don't, I don't uh, begrudge anyone for it's like, okay, this is the first in a, a string of marketing. A game comes out in October or November. Yeah. November like 15th, I think. Yeah. And like, obviously they're going to show more and like at EA play and probably at the Xbox stage at E3. And they're going to do like one final thing in September to be like, Oh, please get hyped. But they're going to show like the special edition console that comes with like a, a shiny, you know, that weird little droid statue or whatever it's gonna be rc you know whatever like that's fine like just show some gameplay of this why not yeah i get it i i agree i want i wanted to see the gameplay but i understand that they're just right now they're just trying to scrub the taste from people's mouths and just say hey story 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 you know i mean they added story to battlefront 2 but that was bad well that was bad yeah that's the thing it was bad star wars fans are funny there's no real middle ground. They're either just drooling buffoons who are like, Star Wars, I love Star Wars. Or they're really like angry talks like me. Like, like, dude, fuck you, ruining what I love. Like, there's no middle ground, right? Well, you're, you're kind of both, I think. I mean, at least you're, you're a drooling buffoon who's angry about Star Wars. Well, I, yeah, but they're not tied together, right? <laughs> they're not. 
intrinsically like your lip. connected. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm a I'm a drilling buffoon uh, uh, with or without Star Wars. So <laughs> they're appealing to the to the mouth breathers on on one hand. Um, okay, here, here's a total aside. I called the fool and their money are soon parted. Right. I called someone today a fucking mook. And because in my mind, I learned that the word mook means like idiot or, you know, dummy. And then I thought to myself, that word sounds too harsh to not have some sort of racial connotations. And I couldn't find a definitive answer, but I can't help but feel like I said something that I would not have chosen to say. Well, you are one letter away from an Asian slur. So, well, that's probably why it sounds like that. I also feel weird saying chonker for the same reason. Like a little hefty, hefty chonker, because chonker, dude, it just sounds oddly racial, and I'm not trying to be racial, man. What's racial about it? It's just like a chunky, but like, but like said badly. So if you said chunker, but chonk is closer to another word than chunk. I feel like I don't know. I just don't feel right about it. That's a bit of a stretch. I don't know. Oh my god. Well, also look up the Urban Dictionary definition of chonker. There's some. I don't know. You can't trust Urban Dictionary all the time. Anyway, Urban Dictionary is like Wikipedia. It's not a good source. <laughs> Look up your name on on uh, an Urban Dictionary and you'll find out, oh, Sarah is a good girl who loves to go to the movies. Okay, that's like, fucking stupid all, shit. Yeah, it's all, that's how, that's every word in Urban Dictionary. No, no, it's no. It's all dumb bullshit I would that people argue, crowdsource and like, oh, I upvote this one because it's funny and made me laugh. <laughs> it's dude, like a funny fake That's what move. words <laughs> are. That's what words are. They evolve by they vote take by it back. committee, just take, dude. Just take the words back, all right? Okay, I, I'm not so I shouldn't call people mooks. What do you say? I haven't got an answer. No, use the word mook. It's, it's fucking funny. mook. Okay, okay, okay. You remember? Okay, you ever watched Bugs Bunny? Sure. You remember him calling Elmer Fudd a maroon or what a maroon? Sure. Yeah. Know? That was just literally him saying moron the wrong way. That was the joke. You don't know that, but that was the joke. Okay. Also, there was a good joke of him calling him, God, what is it? It's like some biblical reference of like some hunter. And he calls Elmer Fudd that as like a joke of Elmer Fudd being a bad hunter. But then everyone just recognizes that as being like an idiot. But that wasn't the context. So it's like you can say things badly and then you establish them as being a funny way of saying it. And now from now on, sure, it can get beaten into the ground like Doggo and Pupper and like, all those bad text on animal gifts is like insanely <laughs> right. cancerous and yeah. it just makes me want to die. But like you can still say chonker. It just it's just it's just a chonky boy, you know. Just call it <laughs> chonky chonk. boy. Just chonker. But, but chonkerino. So so is the jury out on mook? Can I say mook? Is that just say mook? Does that have any I'm not gonna offend that's like it's like the word jip. I went my whole life not knowing that jip was a racial term, and now I don't use it. Well, gypsy isn't a race. That, I feel like that's being pedantic. It's a group of people, and that's a jip as a slang term to belittle that group of people. I'm pretty sure gypsy is already like a, like it's not what they call themselves, and well, it's super. It's racist. not what anybody calls them then, like now either. So it's super racist. Know. I, should, I you shouldn't the intent, say it. If you never knew what it meant, then the intent isn't there to be like racist. Well, now I know what it means, so I don't use it. What about mongoloid? I use mongoloid when someone's being a real fucking dummy. Well, yeah, that, that has evolved. It used to mean a mentally retarded person for like a while, but also idiot meant that too, like an idiot savant. Yeah. Like literally every word that means dumb used to mean retarded. And now retarded means mentally handicapped. And now we can't say that anymore either. 
Like it is, it's a, it's a cycle. It's a vicious cycle. Here, I, I, I firmly stand behind retard when used in context. That's a good context. Just right there. Well, is we, that out of context? <laughs> I, I firmly stand behind retard. That makes you seem like you're a Republican. <laughs> wow. No, I just mean, I just mean that, that that word has its place in regular conversation and when you, when you use in proper context, I don't I, I condone it as a slang term. But that's a word with a real meaning and it's a word with a real meaning, but it's frequently just used as like a lowest common denominator. And that's also fine. That's also like a physiological thing. Like you say swear words as a reaction because they're associating your brain differently than other words are. So like if you're taught that a word is like a bad word, you don't think of that word as the same way as the words I'm saying right now. And just to communicate my thoughts to you, like they're just flowing off my mouth and I'm just, I'm thinking them and I'm saying them. Right. But if you stub your toe and you say, oh, fuck. It's because you were told don't say fuck and now it's stored in a special place in your brain. (laughs) That's why like when you learn another language, frequently the first words you learn, like if you ever met someone who's like learning English and he's like, they're going to say a lot of swears because those words stick in your mind a lot easier and your brain recalls them a lot quicker because they're like a, it's like a fight or flight kind of scenario. It's really weird how that they've done like MRIs and like put people through like stressful scenarios and the words that pop in their head. It's like always the, it's always swear words of some sort. Interesting. So it's like, yeah, if you feel a strong way, you have to say a strong word to convey your feeling. It's just gone to the point where, I don't know, the, the words keep changing of like what you can and can't say. And it's not like, oh, I'm sad that we can't say these words anymore. Like it doesn't really matter in the long term, but it's hard to judge a person's intent based on what they say because you don't know what they're thinking. It's easy to take things out of context. And it's hard to defend some words if they are like offensive to a marginalized group of people. Right. Not to get all SJW on you, but but it's true. Like I that, mean, that's it's yeah, it's hard. It's really easy not to like say the N word because there's no real excuse for a white dude to say the N word. It's really easy not to say that word. So if you do say it, it probably says a lot about you and your character. It says more about like your exposure to real life situations. We play video games. We haven't been exposed to many real life situations. Exactly, which is why it's a huge gamer trope <laughs> of like trolls playing Call of Duty, saying the N word and throwing it out. And, saying they fucked your mom and that you're some like retarded faggot, you know, or whatever. Bunch like, of fucking mooks, dude. All of us. Yeah, but mook is not among that, <laughs> that caught that, that, that group of words. Okay? okay. It's not one of the, the seven deadly sins. Oh, fuck. Mook. It's, it's so like dumb and old school that you can get away with it. That's <laughs> so funny. Dude. It's stupid. Start calling you a codger. A co- what, what did I see? I, I'm like, I'm not sure about that word. I don't think codger. That, is that okay? <laughs> it sounds so offensive. It just means an old man. Okay. Like yeah. an old person. That's me. Or like a spinner. It's like an old woman who's like never been married, I think. See, I just, I, all those words suddenly. Uh. So, okay. So the other day, somebody, in, guys, listening, forgive us for this language. We don't talk like this. Somebody in my office used the word boof to imply butt chugging something. Which yeah, is like that's also but, a, yep that is a word in my mind I'm like no 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 you can't say that in the office that's a bad bad racial word you can't do that and I called him out I'm pretty sure boof is more frequently used in conjunction with drink like taking alcohol in your ass I I did never have heard that never I've only heard it that way like in Whoa. like real life context like I've only heard of it being a racial slur as like a urban dictionary kind of thing where it's like anything could be a racial slur. If you just put it in urban dictionary and people upvoted enough, that would then make that word a racial word, right? Like Pepe 
wasn't a, a term or wasn't a, a a symbol for white nationalism until it got co-opted. It still isn't. It just got co-opted by like a thousand people. Then 10,000 people said that, it, that everyone was doing it. And now a hundred thousand people believe it. Yeah. So it just escalates. Yeah. But it doesn't actually make it that, that doesn't actually make it that way. It's like uh-huh. how they try to co-opt the okay symbol as being like a white power symbol. They did that because it's trollsy and people, they know how people react to it. If you just don't react to it, then it doesn't gain that power. Yeah. Fair. It's just, I don't know. It's as easy as that. Fair enough. Like if you look on, if you look on urban dictionary right now, you could look up white people. And that means that's a racial slur for white people that got started on Twitter. Apparently. I, I don't know. I don't, uh, I'm so disconnected. Living my real life here. Who's hurt by that though? It's like you have to choose to be hurt by something that's not historically relevant. That is a great way to end this completely meandering episode of the Consecrise podcast. If you didn't pay attention, nothing happened this week. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but we talked anyway, and here we are telling you to, to, got, to find us. Due to the people, we missed like three weeks in a row, and we can't miss another. Or else. Or else. We got to hit episode 100 before next spring. <laughs> Well, this is great now because now we've put us on a trajectory to hit episode 100 and still give us our break at the end of the year. Perfect. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. So we're, we're this episode 58. So we have 42 more episodes to go. Ah, uh, you're right. We might not be able to hit that. How many weeks are left in the year? Well, we're definitely more than 10 weeks in. We're in the middle of April. Shit. Oh. Like we're like 16 weeks in, seven or like 15 weeks in. You're right. So we're going to have to. We're not going to hit 100 until like middle of February. <sighs> oh well Nick where can the people find us right as you go to vape uh, vape into the mic uh, I'll never do that I'm not uh, Max <laughs> <sighs> fucking Darth Vader dude <laughs> you can go to concertcrusade.com we have a website there you we can go. listen to all of our episodes there or you can go to your favorite podcast player of choice Apple Podcasts Google Play Pocket Cast unfortunately has changed their UI and it's been really unfortunate really hard for me to get used to but that's still the best option I enjoyed in my opinion. Um, if you want to tweet at us, you can find EJ at EJiggle. You can find me at Presh Till Death. We'll try to be more uh, relevant on at console underscore crusade. We also have a page on Facebook. I don't know what the actual URL is, but if you just Google console crusade, you're going to find a whole list of links you can click on check out. And I'm sure one or two of them is related to us. I haven't checked our SEO, but we're we're doing okay. We're, we're hanging in there. We got the pink letters on the dark, dark gray, almost black background with a little bit of purple highlighting. Oh, the detail. Oh, baby. If you haven't listened, if you haven't looked at our podcast while you listen, boy, you're missing out. Boy, you're missing out. One of these days, we'll, we'll actually be in the same room. We'll do video podcasts, but uh. EJ has, he has to work. Down south, down in the deep south of Eugene, Oregon. You pay my rent, I'll do whatever you want, Nick. Um, That's a standing offer. We'll talk. That's really tempting. <laughs> yeah, That right. sounds very appealing in a lot of ways. You're like, you're like, I'll pay your rent if you pay my rent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a deal. Equivalent exchange. Uh, Contra Crusade.